calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that our exes are probably listening to right now. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. And if you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And first, we're going to talk about all of our events. We have our Denver trivia event coming up this Friday. I am so excited because I'm going to be there, get to explore Denver, and also get to meet so many of you. So I hope to see you there. And I will be jealously sitting in the Bay Area wishing I was there. But we also have a Winona Earp trivia night coming up in Boston on February 22nd. We are so excited about it. Earpers, we're all getting ready for season four. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. We're also looking for trivia hosts in other cities. So email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com if you're interested. We've already had a few people in Texas reach out to us. So we're hoping to get those set up soon. And if you're ready to plan so far in advance, which we know you all are, I've heard from a bunch of you that you're going to plan some summer trips to Toronto, which you should. (laughs) We're going to be in Toronto Friday, July 10th at Burdock Music Hall. We're going to have Karen Knox and Gwendolyn come in there. I love how I said her full name, Gwendolyn Cummins. Yes, very official. Very official. But Karen and Gwen will be there. You know, we love them. You love them. Who doesn't love them? Right? So make sure you plan that before February 14th because tickets are going to go up to $20 after then. We are also so excited to announce that we have just become a part of Tag Magazine's family of podcasts. We are excited to be joining the ranks with Homo Ground, which is a music podcast that has been running for over 10 years, hosted by Lynn Casper. It is an amazing podcast. You should definitely check it out. This is going to mean a lot more support from them, help with marketing, and also just to be a part of a larger queer publication and media company and uh, work together to build something is really exciting to us. So we could not be happier to be joining them. So if you haven't checked out Tag Magazine yet, you should look them up. It's, you know, a whole whole place by queer women for queer women. It's awesome. We are so excited to be supporting them in what they do and to have them supporting us in what we do. I think it's going to be really great. So we're super excited. Huge, huge thank you to Tag for reaching out to us and seeing value in this little podcast that could because we love it and we're, we're just really thrilled. If you want to check out all of the amazing things that Tag is doing for queer women in our community, you can do that at tagcommunication.com or tagmagazine.com to read about all of their coverage of our community. In the greater Les universe, there's always some new media that's coming out. We're so excited about all the new queer rep 
I've recently been watching season two of Sex Education on Netflix, and there's a really interesting pansexual character storyline that's going on. I won't spoil too much of it, but I was loving the pansexual rep. We get a little bit of what is a pansexual person and all that kind of stuff, which I think is really great for everyone to learn about. Plus, even from season one, one of the main characters, Eric, who I am obsessed with, he is a gay character and he's also a person of color and he is my love. Um, (laughs) So he finally gets a boyfriend this season, which is really exciting. And I think just great to see a gay character in high school whose storyline is not centered around how much they hate being gay, but their positive experiences with being gay and out in high school. So if you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely check it out. Also, another show that we want to talk about, Batwoman this past week came out to all of Gotham. Now, of course, we all know uh, about, you know, Ruby Rose and we know about Batwoman, her alter ego, Kate Kane, being a very out and proud lesbian. But there's something kind of cool about having the whole world get to know, have someone, you know, claiming their sexuality uh, and not wanting to hide it. I think it's something that when you think about a lot of superhero characters where their real alter ego might be gay, uh, it's not always something that everyone knows about their super identity. So that's kind of neat. And of course, Catco had the scoop with their very own Cara Danvers, who definitely isn't gay at all herself. Um, So, cool. Cool (laughs) storyline, Batwoman. Really happy to see that. Hopefully, uh, Supergirl will follow us. Not that we're planning anything. No, no. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you Episode 9 of Season 3, The X-Talk. I am so excited for this episode because today we're talking about being friends with your exes, which I think we have some differing experiences here. So it's going to be it's going to be a good chat. Well, I feel like the the go to joke, right, is always that there's only two polar opposite options of like staying friends with your ex or like burning that bridge hard. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Do we end up with like some more gray area? What do we think? Where do we land on? So yeah, why don't you, go ahead, kick us off, Ellie. Yeah, Start let's, us off. let's dig in. I mean, the first obvious question is, what do you think? What do we think? Should you be friends with your exes? What do you think, I think Lee? you should. I don't see a reason not to. <laughs> okay, obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about the gray area. <laughs> Because, okay, yes, but mine is more blanket statement gray area. Can I, I'll put a big disclaimer on that. It depends on why you break up. Exactly. It has to depend on why you break up, right? Yes. For me, I think you should never be super close friends with your exes. (laughs) I think you can be surface level friendly with your exes if they didn't royally screw you over. You don't think you can be friends? I think maybe we have different definitions of what friend means. Okay, that's fair. Right? So when I think of a friend, right, I'm thinking about somebody who I would go grab coffee with, just the two of us. I'm thinking about someone who I would call and be like, hey, how was your day? Like, let me check in with you or even just text. Like, for me, I... I'm definitely friends with my ex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that's fine. Good for you. But for me, I don't know. Maybe it's just like my particular situation with my ex, which I really only have one meaningful ex. Yeah. See, that's something else that I think is really interesting about this is you and I both really only have like one major ex-girlfriend. Yes. Right. So why don't we talk, Lee, why don't you talk about, I'm curious too. I know who your ex is, but like, When you broke up, what was that like? I'll be clear. We were not friends immediately. It took a little bit, I think, to get back there. So my ex-girlfriend is the only other girl really I've ever dated. I have, I feel like we've alluded in the past to the fact that I have a very short dating history. (laughs) That's So I have like the, the few guys that I dated in high school for like a month or so. And then I dated my ex-girlfriend, Jess, who I'm still very good friends with today, uh, who does listen to this podcast. And we do thank her as a lesbian Jesus patron at the end of every episode. So maybe I should have stayed friends with my exes, Lee. Then we would have more lesbian Jesus patrons. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously, you're you're doing it wrong. Think of the podcast, Ellie. Damn it. So yeah, so we we started dating in high school. We dated into college. We broke up when we were in college. And we definitely were not, like, really close friends right away. I mean, I don't think we ever went through a period of, like, hating each other or, like, disliking each other for any reason. But I think we, like, we broke up because we were just kind of at different places. Like, I think we were looking for different things. We were going different directions, really. Um, Which is, like, you know, it's silly right now to look back at being, like, 19 and feeling that way. But I think it was, I think it was accurate. I think we were just at a different place in our lives and didn't see ourselves going in the same place. It didn't mean that we, like, didn't like each other as people. We still liked each other as people. And I think that's a huge part of why we were able to stay good friends, you know? It's like, I think that was a very difficult breakup, but I think it was a breakup that was that wasn't based around either one of us doing anything wrong. I don't think it was a breakup based around either one of us like having a a problem with the other one. It was just a breakup that made sense and we were still 19 and probably didn't really know how to like process it all completely correctly. So yeah, I mean we had some time of like needing to work through things, needing to figure out how to like how do you talk again after this happens and you've like completely shifted what role you play in each other's lives but then I you know I think it kind of probably took like I don't know maybe like five or six months until we could sort of like see each other comfortably again and then since then you know I mean we've just stayed pretty good friends I mean we live across the country from each other right now but she's definitely someone that I try to see when I go home that I you know call and catch up and text and try to at least make sure we know what's going on in each other's lives as much as I keep up with any of my friends now because I have no time and I never talk to anyone (laughs) so but you are friends like you obviously on good terms you are friends yeah I'm curious did you have the same friend group in college so yes in some ways we had a lot of the same friends from high school that like you know through college we were still kind of seeing a lot like if I was home or something and she didn't go to college she had moved up to Massachusetts near where I was going to school so a lot of our friends at the time were you know my friends from school and like people that that we still kind of hung out with. So yes, I think for a while it, it was a little harder and I think she kind of tried to like step away for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was like, you know, everyone we kind of knew were the same people. And it was also, I was dating her when I got to school. So basically everyone that I knew in college when we broke up had only ever known me dating her. with her yeah right so you know it was kind of like that whole thing too of you're like this is awkward for myself in my own ways of trying to figure out like wait a minute who even am I right now like who am I without being in this relationship because I think it had been a huge part of my sense of my own identity while I was at school where you're kind of finding yourself and I'd always been finding myself dating her you know yeah so yeah I mean it god it's so funny it feels like it was such a long time ago and it was such a long I mean, time it was. ago yeah. <laughs> it all felt like so big at the time. And now I'm like, oh, my God, we were such babies, you know, but there was just a lot. It was a lot. You're finding out who you are. And it's kind of that time in your life where you're realizing, you know, like, who who am I? Who do I want to be? Who am I growing to be? Where am I going? What do I want in my life? It makes sense. I think for me, there are a few reasons, a few big reasons to say friends with your exes. Like you said, I think like, if you like them still, (laughs) is big. (laughs) If the breakup was not traumatic. And obviously, breakups are always going to be traumatic. But there's there are levels of I think it's more about like trust. If if your trust has been completely broken through the relationship, it's very hard to build that trust back. Especially if you're not that would be a whole different thing. Yeah. Especially if you're not trying to stay with someone. Like if you were trying to work through some trust issues with that person, knowing there's a future of a relationship, that's completely different than they broke your trust and then they want to date other people and still be friends with you. Not getting into specifics or anything, Not getting into specifics at all. Um, <laughs> just, just speaking in a completely abstract, a completely general abstract way. general way. No, no specifics. I mean, we know we know my ex listens. Do you think your ex listens to this podcast? I don't know because I don't it's, talk to her. I'm so curious now. If she does and if she's listening to this episode, I guess I'm going to drag her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Look, but- all we have are 
are our own examples to draw from, and they are limited, okay? I know. <laughs> they are limited, everyone. She knew what she was getting into, even when she started dating me, you know? You knew I was going to be uh, a public figure in some way. <laughs> Just saying. You knew where you were going to shine bright, Ellie. That's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what she should have known. I guess I'll get into specifics so people can understand what I'm talking about. But one thing I want to say before that is that okay. I do think the same friend group thing is really big especially for lesbians yes absolutely right now even in my friend group in boston it's sort of rough we've had at least one breakup actually we've had two major breakups in this friend group that's all just a friend group of couples right Mm -hmm. so you're sort of figuring out like as a person in that couple do you want to deal with being friends with your ex because you love your friends and you want to still be involved in that group or like is it still too painful to deal with that who keeps the friends who doesn't like that's I think a big thing where you're like okay yes I still like this person that I was dating but I like even more the people that surround us as a couple (laughs) right and that I think can be really tricky and I definitely dealt with that personally as well well and it it is so much more common I think in gay relationships because there's so much more overlap I think you know whereas I feel like a lot of times you see in straight couples that it's more common for each partner to have their own kind of individual friend group as well, where like, you know, the girl will be like, "Mm, it's girls night tonight. And that doesn't happen in the same way like, in gay all relationships nights are all nights are girls, girls nights. nights yeah and yeah. It, and so it does it blurs those lines a lot like it's funny we kelsey and i have had for a couple years there's like a, a group of friends um mostly her friends that she has but people that she met her freshman year and they all stayed pretty close and they try to get together like you know every year every other year and do like kind of like a, a reunion weekend or something and i'm always there to be fair i mean they're also people that i've known since since we we were in school as well but they are very much like more her friends than mine but I'm always at these weekends and at first it didn't really jump out at us until you go a couple years and then it's like okay now they're all in serious relationships or they're engaged or they've gotten married and we were like hey girls weekend is great we love doing this we love seeing you guys but also there are other people in your lives that like it would also be nice to get to know like your husband you know yeah <laughs> and we like, were like we literally don't know them at all we like, don't we, know them we want to keep it that way right and we were like it's just kind of funny that it's like i'm sort of always included by default because i'm one of the girls but all you know like the rest of them were all straight and we wouldn't get to spend any time with boyfriends or, or fiancés or husbands or anything And I think that that mentality just sort of is kind of always there, right? That it's like you tend to become so much ingrained in your own friend groups or it's so much more common to meet someone through friends and start dating them who is already therefore part of that friend group. Exactly, which is exactly what happened in my friend group. Like they met through the friend group, started dating, have now broken up and it's like, yeah. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> oh. We need like a sound clip of just that sound. <laughs> just me going, eee. Um, I want but that yeah, as my ringtone. I mean, it's a very real thing. I'm like, I'm going to a birthday party two weekends from now where like exes will be there together. And yeah. like, I think it's even harder, even if you wanted to separate. Like, even mm-hmm. if it was like, hey, I actually think for my own well being, I need to cut off this person from my life like sometimes you can't or you can yeah but at the expense of losing also your support system which you need during a breakup right yeah that's that's rough so much more complicated yeah and of course you don't like go in you never go into a relationship being like I'm going to get into this relationship and like, I think it's going to end. So like, you don't, (laughs) you're not like, you don't think that that's going to be, have to be the case. You're like, oh, it's so great that we have all the same friends because we can, you know, our lives fit seamlessly together. But then what happens when your lives that fit so seamlessly together are now torn apart? Well, see, and this is why I would make an argument that I think there is some merit to being able to move forward and remain, even if you're not, you know, good friends, like remaining friendly. 
Yes. Which is totally possible. I mean, I think, again, depending on the circumstances of the breakup, I'd like to believe if it was a situation where, like, one of them was highly toxic or, like, terrible to the other one that, like, maybe your friend group is going to have opinions about some of that as well. But if it was just a circumstance of, like, it's not the right relationship or you just don't work together or, you know, any number of things that can end a relationship that don't have to completely burn that bridge, then it is possible to stay friends and it is possible to continue hanging out and to change that relationship into something different, into something that is more at the friend level or friendly level. Friendly, yes. yes. Friendly, sure. Friendly is at least a good enough place to start, right? And that's something that I think if I look at my own experience, right, and like why we ended things and how they ended, that I think it is possible to remember, like, this is someone who was a huge part of my life for years, who meant so much to me, and who was in my life for reasons. Like, you know, I didn't date her because she was a horrible person. Like, yes. no, I dated her because she's she's a great person, and she's someone that I, that I cared immensely about, and that I still care a lot about, you know? Like, it doesn't... I think part of the reason breakups are always hard is, like, those feelings don't just disappear immediately, and I think we have a tendency when you break up with someone to feel like you have to shut those down for mm-hmm. the breakup to be clean. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I didn't stop caring about her the second that we said, like, we're not going to be dating anymore. It does like, that's not how your emotions work, you know? Yes. But I think on that vein as well, you can't shut them down. You can't, <laughs> if you have such strong feelings for someone in terms of like, this is not a person that I want to be my friend. This is a person that I want to be my girlfriend. You also can't shut right. those off. I mean, you can maybe eventually, But I do think like no matter what, for me at least, no matter what, I think some type of separation initially is so important. Like you even said, like five to six months. Yes, maybe you can get there. But like, is it ever going to be like, okay, (laughs) tomorrow we broke up yesterday and now we're friends. Like that's right. You still do need time to process your emotions by yourself, at least from my perspective. And I I think you need time to find, I mean, especially for, for where we were at the time and for, you know, like how young we were. I think we needed time to, like, find ourselves a little more and figure out, like, it was our first real relationship for both of us. You know, it was, like, your first serious, committed gay relationship. Yeah, it's hard to tease out, like, that level of how important something becomes to you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I think it was. It, it There was definitely value in taking some time to, like, step away from that and be able to come back without having all of that baggage, like, right there, you know? But I also think that there was something really nice about not having to figure out, like, okay, now I've burned that bridge. Now how does that leave, like, all of the other relationships with shared friends that we had? Like, being able to maintain all of those relationships with both of us, like, there was something really nice about that. And I think because it is something that's gonna be so much more common for lesbian relationships or queer relationships like maybe there's some value to it that's all i'm saying <laughs> i think no i think <laughs> if you are the correct. circumstances allow i yes. think it's it's totally it's doable and it's nice yes if there's not any animosity so right now i'm just gonna drag her <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> everyone's been waiting everyone's okay. been waiting the whole episode so far do it well i also do think this is really important for people who are listening because I am the type of person who wants everyone to like me. I don't want to have a person in my life that I'm like feeling animosity towards. I don't want to have somebody who did mean so much to me be completely out of my life. That's not that wasn't my initial intention. So I tried to be friends. And also this is this is much more complicated, too. So my ex, I was with her for three years. We broke up two years out of college. We had been living together for two years. We had a dog together and I got him in the divorce. So thank God. (laughs) But we had every single day we were together, we had a life together. Mm -hmm. Like this was, we had a, like a house with a yard. This was very domestic, very, we were very ingrained in each other's lives. So when we did break up, we were still living together. So it was like, okay, we broke up. We still love each other. We still care about each other. I did not want to break up. She wanted to break up. I did not want to break up, but we broke up because that was how, like, at at a certain point, you can't keep fighting for somebody that doesn't want to be with you. But so it was an uneven breakup, too, where it's like, yeah. 
not mutual. There's still a lot of feelings of like, this isn't what I wanted. It wasn't like a shared decision. Yes, exactly. I mean, I will say breakups usually aren't. They usually, yeah, they're usually one-sided. But for this particular one, like very much one-sided in terms of like, the only reason that we like finished the breakup, I was at a point where I was like, this is what you want. And I know it's what you want. But I never really got to a point of like, okay, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Does that make sense? So bottom line is we were still living together. And so I wanted to keep things cordial. I didn't want to be living with someone who I'm like hating. Right? Yeah, that would be awkward. And we did have a lot of really positive things about our relationship. We were together for three years. Like we worked very well together. And so I was like, you know, and we were actually friends before we started dating. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, I still care about this person. I want them in my life. We were friends before we started dating. Maybe we can just go back to that. Right. So we tried. We tried very hard, almost too hard, I think, to be friends. I would go out and I would come home. After going out to try to meet some new people and like try to get some sort of semblance of a life without her and she would just be sitting on the couch watching TV, I would come over, sit on the couch with her, start watching TV. We were both Pisces. So we both get very emotional. We both start crying and then we just were holding each other on the couch after we're breaking up, right? This is already, we're done with the breakup. This is that gay shit, Ellie. I know. I know. So my, my point is... (laughs) that I think we all ideally want to keep that person in our lives. But there are certain circumstances where you need to, for your own personal well-being, set some very strict boundaries. When you break up, boundaries need to be set because you should not be going to your ex for support for something they did to you. (laughs) And that's exactly, that's why I say like, when I started the this conversation of like, oh, friends, if they're your emotional support system and have been for a really long time, this is a time where you are hurting. Yeah. And the first person you want to get support from for the pain that you're feeling is the person that caused you pain. And like, that's really hard to deal with. It's also it that makes it impossible to like separate all of those emotions from from each other, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, and I and I don't think that's the case. I mean, I I have a hard time imagining anyone is going to like let's call it quits. Okay, bye, see you tomorrow. Let's hang out. Like, yes, I I don't necessarily think that's a very realistic idea, but I do I do think it's possible. And I am curious. One thing that I'm curious about is, I mean, I feel like while we're talking about this idea of like, is it so much more common for lesbians? to have the friend group overlaps where you're you have the same friend group i'm Mm -hmm. also curious like is it more common for women in relationships together to be able to be friends because i feel like i don't hear a lot of straight people who break up and like stay friends in any real way it's like i feel like i've heard of of straight people who break up and aren't like oh we broke up and like i will burn them to the ground if i see them (laughs) (laughs) like there are people who break up and are like oh yeah like we broke up but i don't feel like i i hear of as many straight couples breaking up and maintaining any sort of real actual relationship i don't know like how how common that is, but I would guess that the biggest reason that we it's easier to stay friends is because there's more friendship elements in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Like in a way, oh, um, I like that because I was I was going like a is it out of necessity because our friend groups overlap so much? But I I do like that that it is yeah there's a difference to the to the relationship in general. You're saying which I think can sometimes be our downfall. <laughs> if like it's a gift and a curse yeah well of just like this is a female friend who i like sleep with can sometimes be what your partner turns into or this is a female friend that we've stopped sleeping together because we are so f- so friendly that like we've lost that kind of relationship aspect of it and i think that's common in lesbian relationships but i think in talking about boundaries if your relationship was Primarily, we are friends and then we have sex. If you cut out the sex part, can you still be friends? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other stuff that <laughs> that gets put in there. But I do think that's why it can be a little bit easier. If you think about, like, yeah. straight people dating. <laughs> straight dating. What is it? 
Good question. Someone chime in and tell us. But a lot of the times, from from my outside perspective, they're dating and they have separate friend groups, right? Because their friends give them something that their relationship doesn't give them. Whereas I feel like in a lesbian relationship, the things that you get from your friends, you can also get from your partner far more often than with a heterosexual relationship. Does that make sense? I think so. I could see that. Yeah. It is interesting, right? Like, I feel like there's a very different take on breakups, I guess. Because I think we're just different about relationships. Yeah. Well, and also, I do think there's a different approach to when people are straight. Like, the idea of, like, a guy and girl who are both straight being really, really close friends without dating in general tends to have its own kind of weirdness associated to it that I I don't always understand either, you know? So... All that sexual tension. Yeah, Yeah. Just... All over the place. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, I'm, cu- I'm curious, though, because we're talking about us. One of the notes that you have as, as talking points for this episode is your ex gets a new partner, right? So yes. say your ex, your, your ex now is dating someone new, and... I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that? Because here's the other weird thing about my case. Kelsey doesn't have any exes, right? Yes. That is so So... strange. That is such a strange and wonderful (laughs) scenario for you, Lee. Good for you. (laughs) I am just that great. Uh, Just me was all it took. No, but so I'm curious, like, how does that work? Like, has that come into play at all in your experience? Yes. (laughs) I wrote it here for a reason. So sort of what I'm talking about, my my ex and how we had <laughs> no boundaries and we needed to set some. It also was like, OK, we're going to be friends, 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 friends. And I think it was a lot of me not necessarily thinking we're getting back together. I never thought we were getting back together. But at least when she didn't have another partner, I felt like, OK, well, we're working on stuff like she's not moving on from me in a way. Does that make sense? But when your ex, like, gets a new girlfriend, especially depending on the time from which you broke up, that can be, for me, that was the final straw where we stopped being friends. When she started dating someone else? Yeah. Well, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. For me personally, it was because she started dating someone who she was already talking to when we when we were still together. So right, for right, me, right, there right. was a lot of other emotions baked into that where it was like, okay, it's been three months since we broke up out of a three-year relationship and you're dating someone new. That's unacceptable. Okay, but okay. So here... <laughs> and we can't be friends. Wait, 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 wait. Before we toss out words like unacceptable, unacceptable, because here's the thing. So what's funny is, I don't know why, for some reason, when I read that bullet point, my mind immediately went to like you being the new partner. But, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> unacceptable. Well, so... If we're going to talk about me and my ex-girlfriend, if I come at it from the other direction, obviously, from her perspective, Kelsey would be her ex's new partner. Yes. Right? And, like, Kelsey and I started dating not very long after we broke up because, obviously, the fact that I was starting to have feelings for Kelsey certainly factored into why we broke up. It was not the only reason, and and it had been, like, you know, kind of a, a slow decline to that point, but... That all being said, I mean, obviously, we we haven't quite gotten to my wedding or anything yet, but it certainly is possible to accept this happening. <laughs> it is possible. For me personally, 
it was not. I have very different. <laughs> I have very. Di- Are you saying I'm an asshole, Ellie? Just, just say. It. Just I say don't I'm think an you're asshole. an asshole, Ellie. Just saying, my ex girlfriend is obviously the most forgiving person. She's very and, forgiving, and yes. she's great. No, she really yes. is. I mean, honestly, like, uh, it, it's funny looking looking at it from that perspective. Is like that probably also had a lot to do with why we needed like some months to like step back and get over everything, you know? Yes. I assume. I should have just had her on. We should have had her on for this episode. I know. know. We should have just, we should have had our exes on for this episode. That'd be so painful and great. (laughs) I would endure that pain for you, listener. True, true lesbian theater. Yes. Um, (laughs) Jess, if you're listening and I'm saying anything wrong, just, you know, just tell me. It's fine. Yes. And if you're listening and I'm saying anything, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so savage. Um, <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal, this episode. Oh, I know man. it is brutal. But we just have very different perspectives. I also, even in my relationship, and I think it was also just like the particular person that I was with, she took pride in being friends with all of her exes, mm. even before me. So like while we were together... She would like, you know, she would Skype with them like to catch up on their lives. She would like meet up with them whenever they would be in town. And there was something about it that felt and I don't think this is everyone, but at least for me being in a relationship with someone who was like that. The biggest thing I think was that like I was never involved in those like it was like a very like this is my ex and like, I want to go talk to them one-on-one. To me, it felt shady. And like knowing her and knowing like everything that happened with us, it still feels shady. (laughs) (laughs) What about, what about now? Does your girlfriend have any exes? Right now, my girlfriend does have exes, but she doesn't talk to them. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that about her. We actually just had this talk because I told her we were going to have this episode and we just talked to each other about everything. And she was like, yeah, for me, it's just like when I broke up and she I'm her first like serious female relationship. So she's like when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and they were together for like four or five years. She was like, when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I like deleted him off all social media. And I was just like, yeah, I have no need for you anymore. (laughs) I was like, cool. I like that. For me, at least. And I think everyone's varied. Everyone's different in their relationships. I like not having to deal with thinking about exes. Even though, Mm. of course, everyone has them. I understand it. I just like being able to think about, like, what's happening with the person that I'm with and, like, not thinking about previous relationships for me or for them. Yeah. Even though, of course, we all have them. And we've talked about them. Like, I know about them. Unless you're Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, I know about them. Like, I know what happened. I know who they are. Like, it's not like it's a secret. I also know that that's all in the past. And I don't really have to worry about, like, them creeping back in. Yeah. That's just my personal feelings. But I think that has a lot to do with the baggage that I hold. So what does this mean if I if I have A, the most forgiving ex-girlfriend in the world, and B, the most accepting wife? <laughs> that you're doing great. <laughs> who who not only not only accepted me... Wanting to stay friends, but then having my ex as a bridesmaid at our wedding. I mean, I think also that just that's just the relationship that you had. Like, I think (laughs) Kelsey understands like the the type of relationship that you did have and knows that it's like that it's over. I think it just has a lot to do with my own baggage and the fact that like my ex wanted to keep relationships open with her exes because I think she liked the open endedness of it. So that just like seeped into me just keeping that little thread yes. hanging like keeping yeah. she like she just liked having possibilities in general that was like a, obviously a huge issue for us so I think for you Kelsey knows that like she's your possibility she's it like she doesn't have to right. worry about that so I think like as long as you have a relationship where you know you can be 100% secure in it you don't have to worry about exes for me the fact that Jana doesn't like talk to any of her exes adds an additional layer of security for me that I think I need in my relationship. Like I said, there's a lot of gray area and I think everyone handles it differently. But for me, that's I know that that's a boundary that I like to have. So let's touch on, in a more general sense, exes at weddings. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I feel like I'm very like black and white with my particular ex, but 
I know that I will have people at my wedding who I have slept with (laughs) because we're lesbians. So I'm like, no, cut them off, everything. But (laughs) I do think using X as a loose term, I will have some friends that I've had some sort of romantic interaction with at my wedding because we live in such a small lesbian community and like... You can have different relationships with different people in your friend group. So I think depending on the place you are in your relationship and how like your wife or whoever you're marrying, if they understand that relationship and you're honest about it, I think it's fine to have exes at your wedding. I just think it's funny to like lay it in on you. (laughs) So Lee, talk about exes at your wedding. So my ex-girlfriend was one of my bridesmaids. And we, so at that point, it had been, I guess, four years, four and a bit years, like maybe just over four years since we had broken up. And so obviously we'd like gotten back to a very good relationship, you know, like, and I think that level of having like someone who was really important to me, who I think was like a a really important part of my life and a really important part of like getting me to where I was at that point. I don't know. I felt really good about having her, having her be in my bridal party. If you want to know how, how actually messy (laughs) that situation could have been is I actually had another friend who I had asked to be a bridesmaid who was supposed to be a bridesmaid at my wedding who ended up backing out weirdly and randomly, like kind of very close to to my wedding. And just sort of like, we can do a whole separate episode sometime on like friendships in general, but like you ever have a friend who just kind of like ghosts you? Like she basically ghosted me. Ghosting was not a thing at the time. But she like just sort of, you know, was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford to like fly out. She, I got married on the East Coast. That's where I was living at the time. She lived in California. She was like, I don't think I can afford to fly out for the wedding. I'm really sorry. Never really, never really talked to me again after that. And I don't know why. Weird. Yes. But what's funny is she was then my ex's ex at that point. So- Jess's ex? Jess's ex. Oh my so god. So it was she was someone that I was friends with in college. After Jess and I broke up, she and Jess dated for a while. I think actually they were dating when I asked them to be in my bridal party together. Um I think they were dating at the time Kelsey and I were engaged for a long time, so they had broken up since then. Oh my god. And so I I potentially was going to have like my ex and her ex both in my bridal party. Which didn't end up happening, but while we're talking about what a great person my ex-girlfriend is, if you want to know her response when I told her that, was she offered to help pay for her plane ticket to fly her own ex-girlfriend out to be in my wedding herself as my ex. Like, the whole thing was just nonsense but i understand why you're friends with her now i get she's it. a great person <laughs> she's a really good person um and obviously i mean that might have a huge amount to do with why i feel so comfortable being like it's totally easy to stay friends with your ex because she's great so yes it's certainly not like i have a lot of very other small experience. sample size yes, yes very small sample size but that's the nonsense messy lesbian just you know what my wedding could have been would have been interesting you know i feel like a lot of lesbian weddings are like that i would oh i not yeah 100 think so yeah i would really not be we, surprised. we are back on that gay bullshit all the time all the that's time. what happens <laughs> all the time and to be fair like because i lived in dc when we broke up and then i moved back to boston i think if i still lived in dc i might have had to had to deal with a little bit more of trying to work through being friends but i also like chose to leave because I didn't want to do that. That's obviously not the only reason, but I think if we if we had stayed in the same area, I would have had to figure out how to make things work because we had a lot of the same friends. Yeah. But I just chose to leave and restart and I feel good about it. So <laughs> I think it was I think it was for the best. It was really. for the best. So wrap it up. Let's close it out with our final our final thoughts. Where do we land? I think I'm more I think I'm much more don't be friends with your exes than you, Lee. (laughs) I think most people are. That's okay. But I do think, I do think there is a lot of gray area and it really just depends on what your relationship was like and how truly amicable your split was. Yeah. But yes, I also just want to let everyone know out there that it's okay to set boundaries with your exes. 
actually more than okay because I wish that someone had told me that earlier. So that's all. There you go. Good luck. I'll I'll leave it there. I think that's good last words. Yes. All right. Are you ready, Lee? Does that mean it's time? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's do our Q and gay. Q, 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 and gay. Let's kick it off. Question one. Are you still friends with an ex? Yes or no? No. <laughs> and ex- Clear. Singular. Clear and succinct. But I, I am it. still friends with people that I have slept with. So what is the definition of an ex? That's all. I mean, I feel like there has to there has to be like a real relationship. Okay. Like, did you ever consider yourself like dating for like any real then, period no, of time? No, no, I have not. Okay. I'm not friends with anyone who I was dating. Great. Oh, number two. Would you invite your ex to your wedding? I believe I would. <laughs> Amazing. Question three. How many of your exes are you friends with? A, none. B, one to two. C, three to four. Or D, all of them. I'm going to have to say A, none. C, and I would be torn between do I say one to two or all of them? All of them. It's a tough call. I tough know. Call. <laughs> all of one. That That's not true, though. I do not talk to any of the dudes I ever dated. There you go. So just one to two. You know, two. back... Back when I was 14. <laughs> I know. I'm like, my high school boyfriends know nothing, nothing. Right. That very serious one-month relationship I had. I mean, he did buy uh, movie tickets for myself and some of my friends one time. So that was pretty serious. That's big. That's big. Mm. But, you know, what he are you going to do? He mowed a lot of lawns <laughs> to earn that money. <laughs> Question number four. When should you stop being friends with an ex? A, you're still holding resentment about the breakup. B, your current partner is uncomfortable. C, you still have feelings for them. Or D, never. (laughs) Uh, I feel like D should be all of the above. Because here's the thing. I think all of these are good reasons to not be friends with your ex. Especially B. I mean, I I do have to say, you know, we've we've talked a lot about how great Jess is as a person. But I, I do also think, you know, Kelsey never really gave me any trouble, any hassle, any concern about, like, my maintaining a relationship with Jess. And I think if she had, that would have been a very different story. I think how your partner feels about it is very important to consider because if it's something that makes them uncomfortable, then that's not really respecting their emotions about it. At the same time, I don't think you should like shame your partner into not being friends with their ex just because it makes you uncomfortable. But you know, yeah. anyways, my my short takeaway is um, all of these, I think, are valid reasons to not be friends with your ex. Yes, that one is very tricky. I also agree. We don't need to get super into it, but B can be very tricky with your current partner is uncomfortable because I still do think you have to validate your current partner um, and their emotions. But it can't. Yeah, it can be very, very dicey. It can be dicey. Uh, And yeah, I think I think it's important for both sides to have some validity there. Like it is totally possible to respect your partner being uncomfortable. It is also totally possible to acknowledge that it is possible to remain friends without any remaining, you know, romantic attachment or feelings whatsoever. So, yeah, I don't know. Gray area. Gotta love it. (laughs) Love it. I'm excited to see what people have to say about that one. (laughs) Question five. What types of activities do you most feel comfortable doing with your ex? A, sleepovers. B, group activities with your friend group. C, one-on-one dates. Or D, social media or phone check-ins. So I will say I love having sleepovers with my ex. (laughs) We're not friends, but we sleep over sometimes. We just cuddle sometimes. Um, Yeah. No. I think that that one's hilarious, but I also think that people do have sleepovers with their ex. Like, I would not put it past lesbians to just be like, oh, well, I was at her house and I was tired and, like, it's fine. Twitter polls are anonymous, everyone. Yes. Tell us the truth. (laughs) But I think I would feel most comfortable with group activities. Because it's like you're still with your friend group. You have other people around if you're feeling uncomfortable and you don't want to interact with your ex. And I think it also, like, puts you on a playing field of, okay, we can reestablish that we're friends in a larger sense rather than having to be put in these intimate one-on-one situations that feel more like when you were dating. That's all. That's fair. Yeah. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Out Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. 
we love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to take a chance every episode to shout out some of the favorite things that we've been hearing from listeners. This week, we want to shout out Megan, who reached out to us on Facebook. A, to apologize for reaching out to us, which is silly. Always reach out to us. We love hearing from all of you. Uh, like, literally so cute, too. She was like, I heard that DMing someone on Instagram means, like, you're trying to get with them. And I have a <laughs> wife. I just want to make sure you know. Like, I just wanted to talk to you platonically. We're like, yes, thank you. And- we you want to talk to all of you platonically Megan. as well. Trust me, we know when creeps are in our DMs. Uh, we can tell <laughs> and you the are not a creep, Megan. It's okay. <laughs> you are not a creep. Uh, Ellie <laughs> is definitely better at getting back to people because I get distracted by small children and I forget. But we do love hearing from you. We, lo- we try to respond as much as we can. So we just want to thank Megan. She also sent us my voice doppelganger, who is an actress named Ray Gray. Cool name. She's been in a couple things. And listen and tell us what you think. She thinks she sounds just like me. I feel like I could tell us apart if I was listening, but you know. It's always it's just hard me. when it's your voice, though. It's you know? hard when it's your yeah. voice. So I want to know what all of you think. Uh, is Ray Gray my, my voice doppelganger? Let us know. As always, we'd love to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons. Lizette Stye. Tanya Ferguson. Jess Klaus. Danny Griswold. Sarah and Julia. Carrie Ann Lawrence. Mark Foster. Danny Gunluck Tamora. Sammy Walsh. Audrey O'Connor and Wendy K. Bartlett and our newest lesbian Jesus patron, Brittany Ray. And we want to thank our King Princess patrons, Kayla Kelly and Amy and Ellen. Thank you all so much for supporting us. We cannot do all of the amazing things that we get to do without you. I know we thank you every single week, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll be the first one to know when new episodes drop. We also are still putting videos up on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod so that you know when those go up. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say, and it really helps other people get to know us and decide if they want to listen. And hopefully they decide, yes, (laughs) they do. (laughs) Yeah, that's another option. Just tell a friend. Let people know about us. Yes, please. Word of mouth. Uh, You can also become a patron uh, and get some cool perks and help us stay uh, afloat as a podcast. You can join at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get ad-free episodes. We have watch parties. We have discounts on our merchandise. All sorts of cool stuff. And if you want to get that merch, you can do that at bit.ly slash shop. It is never too early to get your gay merch for the whole year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kick off 2020. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.